When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to The Ovation Show, where we are talking to business owners and executives. We're discussing their business growth, corporate culture, sales, and strategy. We're going to hear about their successes, their challenges, and hopefully we'll get some education, inspiration, and maybe a little motivation too. So now let's learn, grow, and connect. My guest today is an old friend, Red Boswell. He is the president of the International Franchise Professionals Group. Red, welcome. Thanks, Dan. Good to see you, Appreciate you, brother. So we go back, I mean, Tower Club, God, 15, yeah. 20 years yeah. ago when we first met. Yeah. And you weren't doing this. <laughs> I was in franchising, but I certainly wasn't president of IPG. Yeah. So let's go back to then. You were in franchising, which is kind of where everything starts yeah. for you. Um, I mean, talk about it. Where did you start? You know, I've always been an entrepreneur. I, I've probably been an entrepreneur since I birth, you know, 50 years ago. And um, started a lot of companies. About 25 years ago, I started one that... Um, Man, it just, it, it really killed, uh, real profitable. And I said, we gotta take this national. Well, what does that mean? You know, I, I didn't have the funds and I certainly didn't wanna give away all the company to help for somebody else to help take me national. So looked at licensing, that doesn't give you really the control that uh, you would want. And franchising was the, the no brainer for me. Uh, so franchised it, built it up to about 148 franchises across 28 states and uh, fell in love with the franchising model of helping other people achieve their dreams in business, infusing our culture with them and attracting the right folks to, to build our culture. And then ultimately everybody wins and uh, just had a blast. Here we are 20 years later, I'm uh, leading a, a, an organization, the largest in the world that helping people find the right franchise. So, you know, we've talked before, I've got a lot of franchise clients that we do benefits for. I mean, from massage envies and burger joints and European wax centers and embassy suites and all kinds of hotels all along, along the, the gamut. Um, what, what is the attraction to other people for franchising? Well, so many people don't want to be controlled by the man. You know, whether it's they're tired of all the travel or the glass ceiling on income or the 70 hour work weeks, you name it. There's a hundred reasons. Everybody has one as to why they are fed up with their job and the restrictions that it has. So, you know, vast majority of the world wants to be their own boss. but. What does that mean? That's that's scary. There's so many uncertainties. You're a pioneer trying to create every bit of a business. Well, franchising fixes all that. It's the perfect combination of being your own boss in control of your destiny while having world-class support, branding, operations, accountability, and a lot of other folks doing the same thing in that 
pool with you, helping all build the business together. So I just love franchising because it takes away so many of the risks of business ownership. And yet you still have all that upside of profitability and fun and exit down the road. It's uh, to me, it's uh, the perfect model for a lot of people. And so many of them don't even realize it's there. You just answered like my next three questions. All now. <laughs> I was going to you know, talk about that. If I'm if I'm Dan, I want to open an oil change, a lube shop. Yeah. I can make a Dan's lube shop or whatever. Sure. Why would I go to a quick car? Or why would I go to take five? Why would I create the franchise model? But you answered that with the organizational help, sales help, marketing. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, And you know what's fascinating to me is... Uh, so many po folks come to our consultants. We uh, IPG has about 650 independent agents, consultants, advisors, matchmakers, coaches, whatever they call themselves. We, I, I jokingly say we're the Keller Williams or the Remax of franchising. We work for people for free. And then we're paid by the seller down the road when a franchise is purchased or awarded. So... Most of the time, folks will come to one of my consultants and say, you know, I think I want to open a, let's say, an oil change. They have an idea of what they want to do. Well, our consultants respect that, but they still come at it with a clean slate. They advise you, educate you on franchising, and then ask a lot of questions, kind of, kind of like a realtor, you know? four bedroom, three bath, two car garage. You start asking those questions when you're buying a house. They ask a lot of questions around business ownership and what you like and don't like, your, your budget, your credit, your geographic preferences, your time available, your exit timeline, all of those and a lot more. And, and you may wonder, well, I just said I'm, you know, I'm, I'm looking to open an oil franchise, an oil business, right? Well, they respect that again, but they still ask those questions because, man, 90% of the time, that oil franchise or that oil stop is not right for you. There's a lot, a lot. There's close to 4,000 franchise opportunities out there. And so they, you know, did you know service businesses, mobile businesses, heck, over half the industry service in mobile. And so most people think McDonald's, Chick-fil-A, that, that's what's out there. There are thousands that are probably a whole lot better and a whole lot cheaper and might make a lot more money than what an oil change, for instance. Well, I like what you're talking about really consulting with somebody. If I walk in and oil change and you say, well, hey, it's going to cost 250000 to open this. You only have 50000 and you can you know, help me fit into where, where would be a good franchise or, hey, the demographic you're in the area you're in, there's better opportunities. Yeah. And really talking to that person and, again, being like a realtor, what are you looking for mm -hmm. making a fit? Well, I tell you what, too, we hear that all the time. You only have 50000 Dude, 50000 is great. There's no only in that scenario unless, of course, you're looking to do something that's half a million and right. above. So 50000 is terrific. You got decent credit. We can get SBA loans. We can do a 401k rollover tax-free and penalty-free of your own 401k dollars investing into your own organization. You can do a home equity. You can do lines of credit. Lots of ways to fund an, your entrepreneurial endeavor, whether it be a franchise or a resell, you know, purchasing an established business. Lots of options. So uh, that does restrict a, a lot of people feel like it's their self-imposed restriction that, man, I only have 50, I only have 100, I really can't do much. Mm -hmm. You might be surprised how much you can do. So looking, going into that, if somebody comes to you and says, I don't know what I want to do, I just yeah. want to be a business owner. Yeah. How, what percentage of people do you find are the, in that area? They, you know, I just want to be a business owner. I don't know what I want to do. Help me. Um, 
love that because that's a, approaching it from a, a, a position of humility. You're the guide. I respect you. You're the franchise expert. Let's figure this out together. Not many do that. And that's yeah. okay. In fact, the majority of the folks we ultimately place or help find a franchise they weren't even looking for a franchise. So uh, those executives that are in career transition, those uh, 50 somethings and 60 somethings that are experiencing age discrimination, which is absolutely rampant. I didn't realize that until I started speaking with folks in that age group. And I hear it on a daily basis that I was making 250. I'm getting offered 80 now. You know, I, I left this position for whatever reason, and I absolutely have not been able to find anything close to that. And so they get approached, they, one way or another, God shines on them and they have this light bulb moment. Wow, maybe I could buy my dream job. Think about it, buy your dream job. Now it's not a job, you own it. It's your franchise, you're the, the, uh, the owner of that, but you're getting to do what you want, when you want, as much as you want, and make as much as you want too. So it's, um, we get a lot of folks that had no idea franchising is so broad, just about anything out there is a franchise. I mean, you're helping make the American dream possible yeah. for, I mean, yeah. thousands and maybe millions of people now. It's exciting. It's, it's very fulfilling for our consultants to be able to every day help people see, uh, in many ways, get a new lease on life. I mean, they're, they're seeing for the first time, oh my gosh, I don't have to accept this, this career that was leaning up against the wrong wall in, in the ladder's analogy. And I can start over fresh and new and build something quick and profitable and really fulfilling. It's cool. So um, what, what do you guys do? So if you, you, you're consulting with me, yeah. we find a franchise, I do a franchise. What support or what do you guys do after that happens? Do, do people still stay a member of IFPG after the fact? Or is it, is it kind of like until I get up and running, I'm with you. I mean, yeah, great question. So IFPG, International Franchise Professionals Group, is an organization that has really three membership types. We have the consultants. Those are the advisors helping people identify the right franchise. We have the franchisors. We work with, uh, we vet franchisors pretty thoroughly, and we work with what we feel is the best 600 franchisors, franchise opportunities. And then we have suppliers to the industry, folks who, lenders, as we discussed earlier, mm -hmm. real estate professionals in the commercial space. We have insurance, you name it. And heck, Ovation should be a member if you're not already, <laughs> right? Anybody that supports any kind of business owner, we have members that do that. But we don't have is franchisee members. So the franchise buyer, the person that we ultimately place in a franchise, they're not really a member. They're always coming back to the consultant, that advisor that helped them and saying, hey, do, do, the franchisor said I can work with any real estate professional. Do you have somebody for me? Now, normally the franchisor already has all that in place, mm -hmm. but occasionally the franchisor say, okay, here's our marketing plan, but you do need to work with somebody locally on XYZ. Awesome. Come back to the consultant. Who do you have that can help me with door hangers or radio buying or whatever that marketing avenue is? So yes, we we tend to help the franchisee that that's recently bought that franchise in about any area they need. So you really, really become that resource center for the entrepreneur. We do, we do. It's a, it's once you've established that um, that relationship, that trusted advisor um, uh, relationship. 
you're there forever. Think of again, back to the buying a home, your real estate agent, hopefully asks you a lot of questions, becomes a trusted advisor, finds the right houses for you, shows you those houses, hooks you up with lending. And then you bought that house. Maybe you need some painting. Maybe you need some roofing. Maybe you need some plumbing. Typically, uh, you don't know that market. You, you maybe move to a new city. Certainly most folks have no clue how to spell franchise when they first hear about it. So um, they reach back out to the consultant. Who can you help me in this area? The answer is always yes. So you're talking about 600 roughly French Zors. I learned that language from you, Zors and Zs. Yeah, franchisee, franchisor. <laughs> we say it so often that we just Zor and Z and people look at me funny and go, oh, I'm sorry. Franchisor, franchisee. So look at the 600 you have that you said you're vetting them, you're looking for quality fran franchisors. Um, are you seeing trends now in what, what type of Zors are, are out there? Has it changed a lot through like pre-COVID, after COVID? Well, the... the um, the horizon of opportunities hasn't changed that much, but what's hot certainly has. Now, in the past, pre-COVID, nobody asked, how do you handle a pandemic? <laughs> how did your franchisees fare? That's uh, one of the first questions any candidate asked today. How did your franchisees fare during the, during the pandemic? And then how did you support them? Critical mm. to understanding because we may have another and I want to know what's going to happen. And uh, a more broad question is recession. Are you recession proof? Are you recession resistant? Or love this phrase. Are you recession resilient? Do you actually thrive uh, during a recession? And then it's one thing to get a, an answer from the franchisor. But some folks, you know, approach it with, well, this franchisor is trying to sell me something. And to, a, to an extent, that's true. If you're a great fit, they want to bring you on. Now, it is a mutual agreement. It's kind of like dating. The franchisor may turn you down if you're not a good fit. But really, you want a, a, a unbiased, clear answer. Part of the process in evaluating franchises, you get introduced to all the franchisees. You have literally part of the uh, government regulations in Canada and the U.S. is that a franchisor has to disclose or share with you the contact info for their current and even some of their past franchisees. So mm -hmm. you can do validation through them and really get to skinny on, okay, how did the franchisor treat you? What did they do to support you? Are you f happy you bought? Um, did they help you with this and that and launching and marketing? And are you uh, any regrets, any advice? So it's it's really a very consumer protection oriented culture that we live in within North America for anyone looking to buy a franchise. We've talked a little bit about what franchise what Z's are looking for <laughs> and what you guys are looking for. Yeah. But as a Zor, if I'm a franchisor, yeah. what are the top qualities you see them looking for in their franchisees? You know, th they vary, but something that's pretty consistent is you need to be coachable. Anybody that is a know-it-all that just comes, uh, comes and says, you know, I, I just want to buy your brand. I got this. That is not a good Z. They're a, they're a true hardcore entrepreneur. And those people don't follow proven models. They aren't open to other people's wisdom and advice. They should never buy a franchise. Mm -hmm. So a franchisor, although looking for someone that's hungry, humble, aggressive, they do need somebody that's coachable because they have proven models. It is their business. It is their system. And you need to be able to follow that system. So that really, that's number one. Number two, you need to have the, the financial resources. They don't want you to get strapped as you get start building it. Um, you need to be able to um, 
jive with their culture. Okay, so there are some franchises that are very Christian oriented cultures. There are some that are really marketing focused. They're looking for a marketer to get out there and shake the bushes and network and sell. Others need somebody that can manage a great team and hire appropriately. So understanding the business model is key to success in a good match between the, the Z, our potential mm -hmm. franchisee, and that potential franchisor. So let's go back to you. You were you are and were a successful entrepreneur. What what advice do you give to people that, you know, you personally, you know, I went through this, these are the things that I, I did, that mm -hmm. I the mistakes I've made. Talk about some of the advice you would give to a franchisee that maybe is just starting off. Okay. Yeah. Um, thanks. That's a, that's a great question. It's a broad one. So I would say first, know thyself, really understand you. What are your strengths? What do you find fulfilling? What do you find joy in? Now, I think it is a fallacy. You hear sometimes people say, find something you love and do it. Well, I love eating dark chocolate and sitting on the beach. Nobody's going to pay me for that. So there is a balance. Find something that you don't hate, you know, that you can find some fulfillment and joy, but really find something that, well, it gives you the ability to live a life that is fulfilling. It gives you options. I've had folks who say, Red, I love dogs. I want to find a dog business. Or maybe I love helping seniors. Man, high five to you. You love helping seniors. That's so admirable. But if you help seniors 50 hours a week, day in, day out, you're on call 24 seven, perhaps, are you really gonna love, see you're gonna resent them. You're gonna have a disdain for dogs eventually if you're doing that all the time. So perhaps you find a business that you're good at, that is fulfilling, that is rewarding, that you can build some time back into your personal life and you have that income that is secure, and now you can volunteer at the pet center two hours a day or volunteer on the weekends at the senior center to help them. So I, number one, I encourage folks to find something that maybe they don't just jump out of bed to do every day, but ultimately gives them the life that is rewarding and is fulfilling. And that job or that franchise, that business they own is part of that fulfillment. Um, beyond that, be open-minded. So oftentimes folks will come to us, really say, no, this is what I want. And they're not as open-minded as they should be because really what they want after we ask them a few questions is not what they should want. <laughs> it's just not a good fit. But they have this, they had a, a neighbor or a buddy at church that said, this is awesome business. And they're just looking at the money and nothing else when really there's a lot of opportunities that might provide that money or similar, but will provide a better lifestyle, is, a, is faster to ramp, ramp up, is lower maintenance, is maybe even more secure. And so be open-minded to a wise advisor to help guide you to some options that man you probably would have never thought about but ultimately could be really awesome if again you approach it with an open mind well you talk a lot about the quality of life and and you know being independent and having that freedom with the business how many franchise franchises do you see that you know, there's some that require you, you're in there every day, I'll use Chick-fil-A, you have to be an owner operator, you have to, you're living Chick-fil-A, you're, you're, you're managing it, you're always there. Or some other ones where I can buy it and I'm hands off yeah. and it runs by itself. What, do you see a big, you know? Percent? Sure, sure, that's a great question. So um, there's three types in, in this question. There's the fully absentee, fully passive. There's the semi-absentee, and then there's the full-time. 
Okay. So full time requiring you to leave your job and really be focused, you know, 40 hours plus a week. Um, in our inventory, at least, that's going to be about, let's say, about uh, half. Yeah, okay. half half are going to want you to be fully invested with your time. Now, there's about 1% that are fully passive. That's a, that's a rare opportunity. Fully passive. You pay the, the money, the franchisor handles the rest. Now, the other 49%, the other half, are some level of semi-passive. Now, semi-passive might be, we really want you to be full-time for a year. And then it goes semi-passive as you've built it and proven yourself and built a team. But there's a good third that you can start from day one as semi-passive, meaning keep your job, but still have significant responsibility around hiring, managing the manager, you know, keep a job again. Maybe you got that killer executive job. You're making great income. You've got some uh, significant cash flow. You got some great savings and 401k and some credit, and you want to diversify your portfolio. You can keep the job, be a semi-absentee owner, still investing 10 or 20 or 25 hours a week in managing the team and overseeing the marketing, maybe purchasing the marketing, maybe doing a little bit of the invoicing, doing some role, but ultimately being responsible. You probably have to take a week off from work, maybe a week and a half and go to the franchisor's training program. Hopefully you might bring a manager with you so they go through it as well. Or maybe you go through the training program, you begin launching the franchise, and during that you hire a manager or two, and then they go through the training as well later. So lots of variables around semi-absentee, but I love the question because so many folks don't realize there are hundreds and hundreds of really good opportunities that can provide incredible income that allow you to still maintain that job. Something I want to touch on too. You haven't said this. You haven't talked about, I guess, okay. passion, enthusiasm too much, but you have tons of passion, enthusiasm. I mean, it's, it's every video, every meeting you go to, <laughs> um, you know, the Zooms and the LinkedIn lives and all the things you do, you see that you really enjoy what you're doing when you're out there with the Z's and the Zors. And you, you have a great time Thanks. everywhere you are. I do. At least it, it, it seems like you do. <laughs> I really do. I love what we do. It's so rewarding. When you're in the position like I am, which is a total godsend, it's such a blessing. I was a franchisor for many years, and then I uh, advised franchisors, which I enjoyed those plenty, and they were very fulfilling. I then became chief development officer of two different global brands over several years, helping them grow. And again, very fulfilling. But now, to be able to be the president of a 1,400-member organization, Half of which are consultants, half of which are franchisors, and then around you know uh, uh, five or ten percent are suppliers. Every one of them are impacting lives. We one of our hashtags is life changer because that's what we do every day. It's so rewarding. I feel like a, I think it might be even on my LinkedIn profile uh, like descriptor, um, franchise evangelist because I try not to make it too evangelistic, but I just love it. I love every single day seeing lives change, seeing communities positively impacted, seeing families awakened and brought together through the beauty of franchising. Um, yeah, I'm a fan. I, I just, I really enjoy it. it it's fulfilling for me. I love it. I love the passion, the excitement, and the enthusiasm. And you know, you talk about bringing families together. So let's yeah. just go personal and talk a little about your family because you've got, I mean, I see you on Facebook uh -huh. and your kids. And so tell me about your family. Thanks. Well, I'll talk all day. I'll try to <laughs> shove me up here. So I've got uh, three kids and a, and a wife of 22 years. The kids are uh, 20, just about 20, 18, and 16. So uh, a lot of teenage uh, uh, 
angst in the in the household. Two of them off at college. So proud, you know. As you grow up and you're an entrepreneur, and I kind of uh, you hear work life balance. I don't like that term, honestly. I love work-life integration or work-life harmony because my work is my life and my life is my work, but my family is my life and my family is my work. I mean, it's all integrated constantly. When it's your passion, you find fulfillment, you get to integrate it. And you always wonder, I certainly always wondered, do my kids resent it? Do they resent that we might be hiking Yosemite and dad takes a call? But guess what? We're freaking hiking in Yosemite. I mean, I get to do four or six or eight weeks of vacation or I do work trips where I take the kids. But then I work while on the vacation. I integrate it. I, it harmonizes. And so I've, I've, I've had that concern a lot. Well, I love having that harmony in life and work. And like you said, not a balance, but really that harmony and hiking Yosemite with your kids. So they've got to appreciate that. Have they shown any, have, you know, any of your kids shown any interest in the business or, or entrepreneurship? You, you always wonder that. Do they resent it? Do they, are they attracted to it? Are they fascinated by it? Do they want to do more? Or do they just want to flee from it? And fortunately, it's been a real blessing and comforting to me that both of the boys anyway, at age 17, approached me and said they wanted to, they needed to get some income. You know, they wanted some money. And they said, Dad, can we do something in franchising? And so I introduced them to several franchisors who were hiring. And both of the boys started out in an entry-level franchise development, uh, sales, if you will, qualifying and scheduling. And it's been fantastic. Both of them still today here, a, a year, two, year and a half, two years later, are working it while they're in school. Both are in college now. One is, you know, putting in 10 hours a week. The other's doing about 30 hours a week as a full-time college student. In fact, Mason, the older one, not only has grown into the franchise development role, but he, to my knowledge, is the youngest certified franchise consultant in history. So big proud dad there. He took all our classes and passed the exam to become a true consultant for people looking to become a franchisee. So yeah, proud. That's awesome. Congratulations <laughs> to Mason. Thanks. Um, in fact, I remember seeing pictures on LinkedIn of the proud dad and him up there speaking on a podium and yeah. that's exciting. Yeah, that was his first uh, event after becoming a certified consultant. I don't know if you can tell in his eyes, he's terrified, but <laughs> but it was good. Weren't we all the first time ah, in front of a microphone? <laughs> exactly, still are sometimes, but you gotta stretch and he is very much into just growing, stretching and achieving more. That's yeah. awesome. So, oh, you forgot you forgot one baby though that you forgot to tell <laughs> us about. Um, and you know, for anyone out in the cars, I love your truck. Uh, Talking so it's got the, you know besides the franchise license plate, you know we love our our tags on our cars. Yeah, but just tell everybody about your car. Well, I affectionately call it Lemmy. Um, it's a 1970 Jeepster Commando. So Jeep back in you know 1970 for about four years was called Jeepster, and it's a Commando, which is just an odd looking in between a Willis and a CJ7. Uh, of course, it's a Jeep, so it's convertible and uh, it's fun. It's my daily driver. And, uh, you know, I probably got hat hair or <laughs> windblown hair as we speak, but it's a fun, uh, you know, hobby uh, that I, I just love. And yes, the franchise license plate gets some questions. What is, you know, franchise? What, that's what the, fran the license plate says. So we have fun with it. And, you know, my wife uh, rolls her eyes and refuses to ride in it, but <laughs> it's a blast. I love it. In fact, you were saying, you know, since we office in the same building, it's like, oh, we could have rode up here together. And I'm like, dang it, I could have been in that. <laughs> <laughs> Your head looks as bad as mine. <laughs> <laughs> so so for, as we close this out, yeah. Red, you know, how do people get hold of you, get hold of IFPG? What, what do they do? Yeah, well, thank you. Um, so I'm on LinkedIn and I'm a big fan of LinkedIn. In fact, if you want to understand a little bit more about IPG and becoming a consultant, it's really two resources. Let's connect on LinkedIn. 
Red Boswell, R-E-D Boswell. And um, in that, my profile is a great 22 minute video where I go a lot, go through a lot of things you could should consider if becoming, looking to become a franchise consultant. And then our website, of course, is really easy. IFPG, International Franchise Professionals Group, .org. Now we own .com as well. So IFPG.org.com. Uh, there's a lot, a lot of great info there on whether you're a franchisor, looking to become a franchise consultant or advisor, and even folks who are suppliers to the franchising industry and would like to understand more, you can fill out a quick form there and our director of franchise uh, membership will reach out to you. I'm honored to talk to you as well and always love hanging out with Dan. Awesome, good to see you. Everyone, thanks for tuning in today. Hopefully you got something out of this. Red's awesome and so is IFPG. Um, thanks for coming in, tuning in, and now a word from our sponsors and our supporters. Thanks everyone for tuning in to The Ovation Show. We'd like to give special thanks to our supporters, Craig Shelley Luxury Watches and Fine Jewelry out of Beverly Hills, Success North Dallas, where Bill Wallace is making connections for over 30 years, and Work Innovators, where they're amplifying the voice of business. And now, a special word from our title sponsor. Employers turn to TBX to provide a modern, seamless, and hassle-free self-enrollment experience for core and voluntary products aimed at educating, not selling to employees. In fact, not only can employers provide a user-friendly, mobile responsive technology solution full of dynamic communications, professional videos, and a data-driven decision support tool, they can do so at no cost to them. That's right, with TBX, there are no setup fees or PEPMs, and there's no need to replace existing technology as we can easily snap onto any existing HRIS and HCM systems. Plus, the enrollment experience is ready in just 30 to 45 days or less, and data files are properly formatted and delivered to carrier and payroll destinations quickly, securely, and accurately. We look forward to helping you accomplish what others can't, a state-of-the-art technology platform for open enrollment, new hires, and qualified life event processing that's simple to implement and maintain. A partnership that's a perfect fit. That's TBX. As business leaders, we all know that healthcare is expensive. In fact, it's one of the top five expenses in most companies. The decisions you make or don't make in your healthcare plan can have financial repercussions down the road, but not all is lost. There are ways to take charge and get your employees the best possible care, all while reducing overall costs for us as employers and employees too. Get your copy of Life and Death Decisions in the C-Suite where Dan Lebrod and his colleagues pull back the curtain and address how the private healthcare system and health insurance industry have plagued businesses for decades. What you'll discover will empower you to take back control over your health insurance costs that could mean massive savings for your company while giving your employees better quality healthcare. Get your free copy now at the link below or using the QR code provided. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.